Hey guys, it's Adam from Atomic Heart. I'm speaking to you on June 4th here in Hong Kong. Every year, this is a heavy day for me, for Hong Kong people, especially those who care about freedom and democracy. I know uh, the tone today is a little serious, that's why there's no background music, and this is something that I just really want to get off my chest and just tell you uh, about what um, June 4th means to me and the different thoughts that come about when I find myself on a day like this. The Tiananmen Square massacre occurred on this day in 1989. In May and June of 89, students in Beijing staged a peaceful protest in Tiananmen Square asking for social reform, asking for more democratic society, asking for an end to political corruption. Their actions were suppressed by a brutal military crackdown. Thousands of students were killed or injured. And even to this day, China does not let anyone talk about this. They still try to keep it under the rug. They don't want anyone to know. You're not allowed to discuss it. You're not allowed to uh, hold any event to never mind commemorate. Just are not even allowed to talk about it. But here in Hong Kong, uh, every year on June 4th, we commemorate um, the students by holding a large-scale candlelight vigil in Victoria Park. But the authorities in Hong Kong banned this year's gathering, citing COVID. Um, even though the COVID situation in Hong Kong is very much under control, people here are allowed to attend concerts, they can fill the shopping malls and restaurants, but uh, we are not allowed to hold a peaceful gathering to remember those who lost their lives advocating for freedom and democracy. So go figure. I'm bringing this up, obviously, because it's June 4th, but also I want to share with you a reflective piece I've written I first drafted this in the summer of 2019 when the anti-government protests were taking place in Hong Kong. That summer, I created an exhibition in Toronto, Canada to tell people more about Hong Kong's pro-democracy movement. And while I was there, I recall having a moment in which I felt like I was experiencing um, a collision between different worlds or, or different times of my life. My family left Hong Kong and immigrated to Canada right after June 4th, 1989. I lived there for 20 years. And then in uh, 2009, I came back to Hong Kong to work on my creative projects. And I'm still here. Needless to say, I stayed long enough to take part in the protest in 2019. And so there I was um, in my little workspace in Toronto that summer uh, of 2019. Um, just me sort of zoning out, looking out the window, trying to come to terms with what was happening and what all these years meant to me.
And I've simply called this piece "Many Worlds Collide." I know the dreads that come with living in the wasteland, but still, people have to remember why they emigrated, and the privileges gained from having left. That was after I had said yes to the radio station about going into their studio. I was to talk about my exhibition. Of the pro-democracy artifacts I had brought from Hong Kong, I had already been warned of the ultra-middle-class conservatives tuning in from the suburbs of Toronto. I put my phone down on the window's ledge and touched my forehead against the glass for a better view of Saint George Street. I felt the weight of my chest, my knees, and my feet, the way they pressed firmly into the carpet of my room. I was given my own space on the third floor of Morrison Hall, facing the most vibrant section of the university campus. Across from me, the Faculty of Arts and Science banner graced the facade of Sidsmith Hall. There was a familiar burger truck, and next to it. The hot dog stands, backpacked cyclists and pedestrians passed to and fro. I'd be one of them if I were to cut myself from the present and paste him onto the midway point of my thus far forty-year timeline. But the kind of vigor they displayed in their walking pace and riding posture wasn't something I had in my twenties. As an undergrad, I met the psychologist more times than I had made friends. I went on to label that time in my history as the lost years. One day you will come to reminisce about now. I used to say to myself after long hours of hiding in the stacks of Robart's library. You will. The streets, the weight of your heavy textbooks. The grimy green walls in the subway station, yes, even the broken you. Is this some sort of redemption? I ask myself as I lean back in bed, mesmerized by the scribbles and drawings on the linen wall. It was a black poster board covered with post-it notes. Presented to me by local supporters of the movement, at a recent rally, I was particularly touched by the variety of handwriting, and the phrase "add oil" plus exclamation mark here and there. The wall was to be added to the exhibition, alongside other posters and printed matters. As the curator who had flown in precisely for this project, I also had a slew of reading material laid out on the desk for myself, and my computer switched on with emails from various media outlets to reply. Then it was night. I found myself near the window again, where my own reflection became more visible than the scenery outside. 
A month or two after June 4th, 1989, I was taken away from Hong Kong and placed in Toronto in what they called a wave of immigration. In 1999, I started studying at the University of Toronto. In 2009, I returned to Hong Kong to write a series of experimental fiction inspired by the city. Somehow, I stayed long enough to say I was there when images from the 2019 protest came up. Many worlds collided on St. George that night. I never thought I'd be there in that room, front and center, with a special mission on the cusp of midlife, confronting politics and personal demons that faded in and out like white street lamps and blown dandelions. I found solace by looping this song. Softly, softly, like cotton, a long night alone.